before we start, let me ask you a question. Are you tired of scouring LinkedIn trying to find a job that excites you? Ha, huh, I've so been there. And let me tell you, it is so sucking to scour LinkedIn and search and search and search and search for a job that lights up your interests. What about starting a business, a services-based business, built entirely around the skills that you already have and the knowledge that you've built throughout your career where you get to be your own boss? Now, maybe you're still thinking about like, what business would that be? I have no idea. How do I come up with a compelling business idea? Well, I've got you. Download my free business action guide on hollynoll.com slash free. And in six easy steps, I will guide you through an exercise to help you solidify and come up with that compelling business idea that you can start pitching to your very first client. So again, head over to hollynoll.com slash free and download my free business action guide so that you can get your business up and running and stop scouring LinkedIn for that next job that's going to just light you up. Go create it for yourself. Welcome to the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast, episode number 17. Hi, I'm Holly Knoll, host of the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. If you've always wanted to start a business and don't know where or how to start, you've come to the right place. After leaving an unfulfilling corporate career, I decided it was time to start a business of my own. Today, I'm a business coach and creator of The Consultant Code, where I help people start services-based businesses in 60 days or less. So grab your latte because you're about to be inspired, armed with knowledge, and given simple tools to start a business of your own from my interviews with Everyday Entrepreneurs. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Knoll, and I am here on a January day in Minnesota. It's cold and snowy, and we are going to be talking about how to price your services with ease. I'm sitting in here in my office, my my office that used to be my closet that I've made over into my office. My cat is sitting next to me. She's snoring. You might hear her, and she is not excited about pricing conversations like I am. So I, like I said, we are going to dive into five steps to sell your services with ease because all too often it's really, it can be very awkward to sit in a, in the hot seat with a potential client or customer and talk about money and to talk about prices. And often we get thrown curveballs or get caught off guard and end up selling ourselves short in these conversations only to walk away really regretting it kicking ourselves for selling ourselves short just to win the sale. I don't want this to happen to you, friend. I want you to go into those conversations to talk about pricing with ease, with confidence, and tools in your toolkit that will not allow you to back down um, and that will allow you to really stand for what you're worth and be confident about it. So let's, how about we start with step one? So step one, obviously this may come as no surprise, but the first thing when you think about pricing and what you're going to want to price your services, it's probably to go to Google and be like, okay, what does a consultant who does what I do charge? And the results you're going to get is all over the board. And that's going to probably be somewhat overwhelming and it's going to feel like throwing spaghetti at the wall. But I still think there is value in this exercise because it gives you a range and you get to see what different people at different with different levels of experience and expertise are charging. 
So of course, start with Google. Another favorite way that I love to do research research is I primarily am business to business. So I, with my consulting and my freelancing work, I work with large companies. So often recruiters will call me and they'll want to talk about a role that they, that came across their desk that they think I'd be a good fit for. Even if I'm working, I almost always take these phone calls because it's research for me. It is always good information. I get to learn about what's happening in the market, who's hiring for what, what are the hot skills people want to hire for, and most of all, what are people willing to pay and willing to pay consultants and freelancers like me right now. So case in point, I talked to a few um, recruiters when COVID first started and companies were pumping the brakes, cutting budgets, and they were clamping down and holding onto their cash for their dear life. Well, the couple of recruiters I talked to quoted me such low rates that it was laughable. I was like, well, there's no way in heck I would ever take these roles because this is 50% less of what I normally charge, but it was good information. When I have these conversations with recruiters, I, they, they will usually ask me first, so what do you charge? What's your rate? What, what, where are you coming in at when it comes to your rate? They want to know my number. And I almost never, I, I really, I wouldn't recommend really ever doing this. I always toss the question back to them and say, well, what is the client? What is the range the client is working with? Why? Because this gives you leverage. You're not, pigeon, you're not pigeonholing yourself into a certain number when the client could have paid more. So let's say, let's say that they said, so what's your rate? And I said, it's a hundred dollars. And they, they're like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> then those, those conversations, I'm like, oh no, should I have asked for more? Whereas if they were like, what's your rate? And I said, tell me what, what range the client is working within. Oh, 150 to 160 an hour. I would be like, oh, okay. Um, good to know. Let me think about this. And then I would take that back and decide whether or not I want to work within that range or not, or come back and ask for more. And so that is just an example of kind of my situation when I work with bigger companies and corporations when it comes to pricing. If you are doing one-to-one work where you work with individuals rather than companies, I would recommend going to different websites of people that do the same thing as you do. So like graphic designers, if you're a graphic designer, if you're a copywriter, if you are like, if you're going to start offering your legal services, your accounting services, go and do research and Find the people who have the sim- have similar um, skills, amount of experience, expertise. Find those people who are more or less peers to you and see what they're charging. Go through their pricing funnel on their website. Figure out as best as you can what it is that, that they seem to be charging. And then, and then think about how that might feel for you to charge that and see if you can come up with some consistency across the different service providers that you research and see if there's a number in there that might feel right to you. If not, no worries. We've still got four steps to go through to help you really hone in on what you want to charge for your services. Number two, consider your cost of living and what you need to make your target financial goal. So for me, when I was first starting out consulting and offering my services to companies within their technology departments, I knew that I wanted to replace the income that I made as an employee and more. So I not only wanted to make what I made working for these companies as an employee, I wanted to make more. 
So I figured out my target salary and then I divided that by like, you know, like this is like scratch pad math here. I backed out. I decided how much vacation I wanted to take for the year. I gave myself six weeks. I think the first time I did this and then I figured out, okay, like what is that average hourly rate look like for like a 40 hour gig, 40 hour a week gig? What does that rate look like? And then I went back to step one and I researched, is this a totally insane amount or is this reasonable or where, where do I need to tweak and adjust? Also, I was living in California at the time and I was living in Southern California when I first started my consulting career and the cost of living there what I also need to consider the cost of living. So, you know, what I might charge in living in Southern California would be different than maybe what I would charge if I lived in a small town in Iowa. And so consider your, your town, your city, what you want to make, what you want to take home for the year. What is that take home salary you want to make for the year? How many hours do you want to work or how many projects do you want to take on? And then figure out what that amount might look like. So I always think cost of living and your target financial goal that you want to take home before taxes each year, like what is that salary that you want to make? How does that break down then into the, into the work that you do, whether you charge by the hour or by the project? So that's another way that you can do the math to help you figure out what you should price your services at. Number three, weigh your experience, your knowledge, your certifications, your background, your education, all of those different factors with your pricing. So obviously I wouldn't go for me in my business. I, I would never go price my services in line with somebody who had, you know, who was just, you know, getting out of college and starting, you know, maybe had two or three years in the workforce. No, I have 20 plus years in the workforce. I've worked on large, huge, complex, confusing, messy things. I've gathered, you know, I've gained a ton of professional skills and experience and built my soft skills up and as well as those hard skills. So obviously my pricing is going to be significantly different than somebody with much less experience. That's just one factor to consider. If you are a lawyer, think about, you know, you have a law degree that's highly sought after. That's a reason to bump up your prices. A CPA, another degree, another certificate, I guess not degree, but another certification that is highly sought after that is like mandated that you must have in order to do certain work. So consider the the painstaking steps that you've taken to get to where you are today, law school, taking a CPA exam, you know, 20 plus years of experience in grueling situations. Figure all of that in when it comes to pricing your services and think about do, do not undercut or underestimate your skills and experience that you have built up over time and over a lot of time as a mid-career professional, which most of my listeners are, do not underestimate your skills, your experience that you have built up in wonderful corporate backgrounds over time. So definitely take that into consideration when you sell, when you're pricing your services. The next thing, number four, once you've arrived at, at an amount or at, a, at, at an amount that you want to charge, practice the pricing conversation. Like literally go in the mirror and say it out loud. Pretend that you are sitting across the table from your dream client, your dream, you know, role, your dream gig, whatever it is, and practice and say, you know, imagine they're sitting across from you and just ask, and they ask you, what do you charge? 
when I was first starting out, I interviewed my first consulting gig was with a small surf company in Huntington Beach, California. And I was sitting at a table with like four guys that were all older than me that were really serious, which was weird because it was a surfing company, but they were all just like really good friends. And, you know, they, they were definitely like kind of sizing me up and, you know, the question came up. So what do you charge? And thank God I had practiced this because I was like, oh God, I know I'm going to have to go in front of this group of people and I'm so nervous, but I practiced and I, I practiced and I practiced and I practiced saying the number, saying the number, saying the number, answering the question, telling just, you know, you may be asked to justify. So tell us how, what go, what, what went into your, that number that you're quoting, what's included if you're working with one-on-one clients. Um, people are going to have follow-up questions when it comes to you naming your pricing because they're spending money and people are going to want to know more. They're going to want to know how you arrived at that number, what what's included, and they're going to know why you charge what you charge essentially. And, and they're going to probably want a little bit more information around that number. If you're lucky, some clients won't blink an eye and they'll be like the best clients in my experience are the ones that don't blink an eye and like, and, and are like, great, sounds great. Where can we, when can we begin? But I also want to prepare you for the clients that may be just a little more interested in doing their due diligence, who may be a little bit more inquisitive about where's my money going exactly and what am I going to get? So that's where it's really important. And that's another podcast or blog post, but really getting clear on what it is you offer and the services that you provide so that when it does come time to charge them, there's no misalignment around what they thought they were getting and what you'd actually delivered. Thus, that becomes a very, very uncomfortable pricing conversation. That's a topic for another time. But going back to practicing the pricing conversation, this is so important because I want you to be unflappable in those conversations because this The actual conversation itself is where you're going to get the curveballs. This is where you are going to get every awkward question thrown your way. Like, do you offer discounts? Do you work weekends? How many hours does this include? Are you negotiable? I think the most awkward for me is always the like discount question or like, do you offer packages? If I buy, if I buy a bigger package, do I get a different, do I get some money off? Like anticipate every single, like, weird question that your client might ask you and think about practice it, say it, how you would answer that question. And if it never comes up, awesome. But if it does, you're ready and you're prepared. Number five on the discount topic, consider discounts carefully. I, I'm even prone to say nine times out of 10, don't offer them because there is a way to price yourself too low. Clients may act excited when they hear a rate that's lower than they what they were expecting. It may make the conversation feel really easy because the clients are happy. Like, oh, we could totally afford this. But what's happening inside is their gut is usually telling them something otherwise where they're kind of like, why is she so low? Why is she so cheap? Does she not value herself? Does she not, does she not know that people actually charge a lot more? We're getting a real steal here. But they they may also be wondering, is there a catch? And so that, I think pricing your prices too low can actually cause your clients to lose maybe a little respect or trust in you as a, as a business person. So there is, there is, there is a price that is too low. And I don't want you to ever be in that zone. 
So go back to the steps one through three, research, consider your cost of living and what you want to make for the year. What 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 is your target goal that you want to make as a sal- from a salary? And then weigh that with your experience, your knowledge, your expertise, your certification, so on and so forth. And by doing those steps, I don't think that you you will be less likely to price your services too low. Because see, pricing comes down to a perceived value versus an actual value. And if your actual value think about your your actual price is below what a client perceives you to be so if they're if you quote them like $10 an hour and they were expecting you to quote them 40 they could be hesitant to sign the deal and you may lose the opportunity altogether because you priced yourself too too low really it it can happen and i've seen it happen and i've had clients tell me it's happened my coaching clients so think about your actual value and price accordingly do your detailed market research and think about where you want to come in at. Maybe ask some friends in the industry and just do as much due diligence as you can. And if you find that like, oh no, I priced too low, you can adjust. This isn't a permanent thing. You, as a business owner, the beauty is we get to adjust our prices accordingly. So the next project you take on, you can, you can say, well, I'm not going to charge that much anymore. I now am at this at this amount. I you know, I charge, you know, $100 an hour instead of the 20 that I originally quoted. Um <laughs> you know, the next client doesn't have to know what you quoted the last client. So think of it even if you do go too low and you you start thinking like gosh, I sh- I really should charge more. You can do you can change next time and you can improve and refine and tweak and get to a more stable place as you go a more stable place in terms of like just your confidence around what you're charging. One of my favorite analogies that I I love to use is that clients also often want to pay that TJ Maxx price for the Prada purse. And you, my friend, you're the Prada purse. So don't let them lowball you. Don't let them try to buy you at the TJ Maxx price for your talent and your skills and your incredible strengths. Be the Prada purse, stick your ground, And more often than not, depending on where you're at in your life, your financial situation, what your ultimate goals are in terms of where you are are at and growing your business, more often than not, I honestly recommend not discounting your work and not discounting what you do. Apple rarely has sales, right? One of the highest quality products out there. Some may disagree if you guys are Android listeners, but Think of the highest brand, the, the, some of your favorite brands out there. Do they discount? Probably not. Probably hardly ever. Maybe twice a year. But think of yourself and your own business as that really high quality, high, high, highly respected brand that stands for something, that stands for a cost because your skills and expertise and experience do come at a cost and clients have to be ready to pay for that. So remember... The five points that we talked about today, number one, research your market, research, 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 ask friends, talk to recruiters. If you go to, if you work with corporations, go to other people's websites. If you work one-on-one with individuals, see what people like you are charging out there. And then number two, consider your cost of living, your, the city you live in, the location you live in, your lifestyle. Think about what you want to make at the end of the year and then figure out back into that and figure out how many clients you would need to sign, how many projects you'd need to take on or or what hourly rate would you need to charge if you do an hourly rate basis. 
the next one is don't forget to weigh your experience, your knowledge, your certifications, your expertise, any type of extended um, education that you have that that is mandated to do some work again, like legal or accounting. Consider that as additional reasons to charge a premium price. Think about all of the skills you've coveted from years and years of working for somebody else that you're now ready to go out into the market and be like, hey, I want to offer you this too. Think about all the blood, sweat, and tears you put in to get those skills. And then think about how you want to price yourself that accordingly. Number four, practice, practice, practice. Practicing will ultimately make you confident. Not practicing the curveball questions. Do you offer a discount? You know, awkward ones like that. Do you, do you offer, do you offer, oh gosh, I'm just trying to think of like other ones that other questions I've gotten. Oh, well, you know, the market is really bad right now. So this is all, you know, this is all our budget can afford. Do, are you willing to go lower? Just think of every scenario that you can possibly imagine, every objection that you can possibly imagine this client having when it comes to signing on the dotted line. And figure out how you're going to answer that in a way that is going to put them at ease to help them understand why you charge what you what you do without over explaining yourself, but just to give them like, hey, I charge this much because this, this, and this. And being able to calmly um, reflect that back to them um, will do wonders in terms of moving forward with, with your contract or your engagement. So practice how you're going to handle those curveballs. Practice how you're going to answer the question, what do you charge? Number five, consider discounts carefully. Again, I'm not a big fan. I I think instead of a discount, I would think of a way that you could offer them something more. Rather than dropping your prices, is there something you could throw in for them for free? Or like, you know, you know, if you if you sign on to work with me today, um, if you're working with one-on-one clients, um, if you sign on to work with me today, I'll give you an extra 30 minutes of time. I would give you an extra, one of my favorite, you know, uh, PDF downloads or think about what, what you can add to their experience when it comes to the discount question versus what you can take away from yourself financially. And if you're working with one-on-one clients or if you're working with companies like I do, and they want you to drop drop your rate, which has happened, they've, which has happened to me many times. It, it comes down to, you know, how bad do you want the work? I've had to consider how bad do I want the work? How bad, how badly do I want this experience? How much, how excited am I about this where I'm willing to negotiate on my rate a little bit? What is the economy doing right now? And, and what is the state of, of corporations right now? So I've had to really consider, and, and there's been many, many roles that I've walked away with because they wanted to low me, lowball me so much that it, it just absolutely isn't worth my time. So I guess that's what I would say in closing is also be willing to walk away if you can. I know that sometimes our financial situations, depending on what's happening in your life, you may not have the luxury to walk away always, but as a business owner, know that you always do have that available to you. And it's a choice you can do. I've definitely walked away, like I said, last year in 2020, um, right when COVID started hitting April, May timeframe, I talked to a few recruiters who wanted to, again, lowball me so bad and offer this rate that was just 
I mean, I dare say it insulting and that I just, I walked away. I was like, no, thank you. Um, you know, but I'm happy to refer you to anyone. If I think of anyone that wants this role, which I didn't because <laughs> I, I couldn't think of a single person I would offer. I would tell about this role at such a terrible rate. So anyway, think about, just remember as a business owner, you always have the option to walk away at any time, even if you're in mid contract and things aren't working out depending on how your contract is worded, which again is another podcast, but you you do have the flexibility to, to do something different and to make a change if something's not working out for you. So I hope this helped you today. I hope this these five steps can help you negotiate your prices, have that conversation with your clients with ease, with confidence, I hope you learned something new today. If you liked this podcast, head over to iTunes, leave me a review. Let me know what you think. Shoot me a DM on, on Instagram. I'm at, at, at Holly Noel. I would love to continue the conversation there. And if this pricing conversation really inspired you to start your own business, think about downloading my free business action guide. In six quick steps, you will have a compelling, solid business idea that you can even start pitching to clients immediately after completing the doc. So now you've got your pricing conversation done and dusted and you've got a compelling business idea. I mean, what's stopping you? So keep going, keep taking action and let me know, reach out anytime if I can be of any help to you today, any help to you. And thank you for listening today and best of luck perfecting your prices and having those pricing your services conversations with your clients with ease. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for joining me this week on The Everyday Entrepreneur. There are thousands of podcasts out there and you chose to be here with me. And for that, I'm truly grateful to you. Make sure to stop on my website and you can subscribe there to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, I'd love your rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would mean the world. Finally, check out my free guides to starting a business at hollynoel.com slash free and be sure to tune in two weeks from today for my next episode. Until next time, keep taking action to build your business.